Hey everyone, Rafe here. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Faces and Feels. Uh, before we jump straight into the episode, I just wanted to hit you with a quick public service announcement. Uh, promotion that's near and dear to my heart, Deathmatch Down Under, Australia's premier deathmatch wrestling company, is currently in a, the midst of a big funds drive to try and establish their own venue in Melbourne, Victoria. Now, this is a really exciting concept for me. Though I don't live in Melbourne, the idea of them having a place to put on shows regularly, to stream on IWTV, to put out more content, to help develop talent, all the things you can do when you have uh, your own location seems like a really, really exciting prospect to me. Uh, if you look at somewhere like H2O Wrestling run by Matt Tremont, that's a perfect example of what can be accomplished when you have a space like that. I imagine booking venues and doing things like that and selling the idea of bringing a deathmatch company to your venue isn't always the easiest thing to do. And so, yeah, they're trying to get that done. Uh, and they really want to make it happen this year. But in order to make that a reality, they really need your help. So please head over to 3011arena.com.au. That is 3011arena.com.au to check out all the ways you can help. They've got all sorts of packages um, and nothing goes unrewarded. So there's various tiers starting from as little as $10 making your way all the way up to $1,000 with perks and merch and uh, being part of the mural, being literally a part of the fabric of the venue, free tickets to shows. All of these things are available uh, and you'll be helping a great cause and helping a great community that they're building over there in Melbourne. So please check out 3011arena.com.au and support Deathmatch Down Under. And with that said, let's jump into the show. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We are broadcasting to you live from Adrenaline Pro Wrestling's Adrenaline Zone. It is the weight of the world. It's the one and only York. What's up, my dude? Hey, man, we're live. We're live. We're actually in person. I can see your face this time. I know. Last time, we could barely even do that. The phone was cutting out like crazy. Oh, <laughs> it man. was a nightmare. It was horrible. My internet just did not want to like, play uh, nice. Tell me about Melbourne internet real quick, because I've been here for a few days, and it seems to me that it fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, I don't like. I don't usually have a problem connecting Melbourne to Melbourne, mm. but I find like, um, especially on like Facebook and stuff or like Instagram, that I'll like struggle to connect to people who aren't in Melbourne. And I'm like, I don't understand why. It's um, my fucking phone is so slow here. I'm like, is it trying to connect back to Perth? Like, I don't know. Like, do they not have Telstra here? I don't know. It's three hours in the past. Yeah, like, yeah. It's so bad here. I can't even tell you, hey, like, I don't even know. Maybe you guys are just all used to it. And you're like, this is what internet is. But, yeah. But it's not what but it's not. It's not. <laughs> See, my home internet's fine. Like, yeah. I, I, um, I'm with, like, Aussie Broadband. So I have, yeah. like, 1,000 down, 50 up. So, like, it, it, I yeah. get, like, 600 most most days yeah um but my phone internet man like connecting to other phones is 
dog. Yeah, like, it's so yeah, bad. Yeah. It's weird, and it just like goes loading, and it's just like like grey screen, and I'm like fucking. It's just like <laughs> it's like old school. Yeah, like we're, all, we're old enough, right? I know. We remember dial-up. Yeah, it's like dial-up. That's why I think they're still running in fucking Melbourne. Eh? But dude, yeah, it's awesome to be face to face with you. Obviously, we have been face to face for this entire weekend. Yeah. It was the big ICW no holds barred deathmatch down under crossover weekend, and it was absolutely awesome. Um, we got to hang out quite a lot. We got to party with all the people. We got to see some incredible matches. Before we kind of go over, because I mean, a lot has happened in your career since we spoke. Let's just talk about what this entire weekend's been like for you, you know, and. And everything because it's been pretty fucking massive, man. It's uh, emotional is the word that I'd use. Uh-huh. It's been a roller coaster of happy and sad, uh-huh. um, and even the sad, like obviously um, going. So I've come back from America and and, and enjoyed enjoyed that, but uh-huh. like that was hard. Yeah. So like there was a point where I was just like, "Am I cut out for this? I don't know." Yeah. And um. So coming back and then having the ICW weekend has been super emotional because it's been such a great weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, I don't know whose dumb idea it was to do four matches in three days, but I love them very much. Well yeah. done. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Um, and making so many new friends. Like, I've made so many friends on this tour and it's absolutely incredible that I can just call some of these people that I've watched and idolised my actual mates. Yeah. Um, so seeing all of them go at the end was was real sad. So it's been a roller coaster, man. Absolutely yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about the American tour a little bit uh, in detail because you, you said it was really hard, and obviously it is any time you're going to travel and and wrestle and stuff like that. But I think you you were saying you got a bit sick and stuff as well, right? So you were really feeling it by the time you were so getting out of there. So when we when we got there, so it was like a novelty when you when you first travel and you first get to America. It's my first like proper like. Uh-huh away from the Tasman, right? Yeah. So I obviously did New Zealand earlier in the year, but that was my first international trip was New Zealand. So yeah. then America is like a big undertaking. Um, thankful I was with Samson and Joel. But yeah, so night one, um, like well, not night one, match one, but we stayed a couple of nights in Detroit and then we did a match. Um, and we did a spot where we had the tubes against our chest Mm-hmm. Um, and we get whipped into each other. Samson and I both hit each other and the tubes explode, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Dumbest spot in wrestling. Don't ever do it. <laughs> um, that's what I learned. Yeah. And it like cuts, like you can see it in person. People listening can't. Yes. But like I've got this oh, big Oh, it was scar, one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's right? brutal. And it uh, cut, like it lifted. was open like, like a whole finger. Like I could fit my finger in there. It was real oh, bad. No. And it was like squirting out. So I've obviously hit something. Yeah. Right? That's like, it's just squirting out. People are trying to tape me up. I'm like, bro, it's not going to work. Like, let me just finish the match. I feel okay. Yeah, yeah. Finish the match, we get back there, first aid there, because obviously, you know, the health system isn't the best. Yeah. Um, so everybody's on top of first aid back there. Yeah, okay. Um, because they don't want to see you go to the hospital and have to fork out money. So first aid was fantastic. They were trying to, like, glue me and, and everything, and, but the problem is it just wouldn't stick. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I had three more matches in a row, day after day. And mind you, my match, my second match after that happened – was Slade at ICW. So yeah. the, the big one that I really wanted Blood to puff. impress yeah, on. absolutely. And I was originally meant to have Schlack. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, Schlack got hurt. Yeah. Um, and then other shit went down. But, like, so I had a replacement that, that the only thing I knew about this person is they stabbed Hoodfoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Hoodfoot is the one that called the spot. So it's not uh-huh. anyone else's fault. But... 
like I was nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got this big cut. It's not healing. It's open. I'm just trying to let it just do its thing. Uh-huh. Um, like I put spray on it and everything. Um, and like the hardest part about the whole tour was having to travel between cities. Yeah. And like getting in the car and doing like 10 hour drives and 15 hour drives. And like one, I think at one point we did a 17 hour drive. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, uh, like luckily Detroit to New Jersey, I think was only nine hours. Mm-hmm. But still, like that's nine hours. And like I've got this massive cut. I'm feeling like garbage. Yeah. I, I do probably 70% of the drive because I just enjoy driving. Yeah. Um, and it's distracting me from the, the pain that I'm in. Uh, night two, we just wrap it up and hope. And like my match with Slade was incredible. Slade's yeah. actually phenomenal to work. Um, he's rough and he hurts, uh, but it's everything that I want. Yeah, um, and I mean, he walked out of that match looking worse than you. So <laughs> the guy is in. Like, I I don't know what to tell you, but work or not work, um, the guy is incredibly like resilient. Yeah, I smacked him in the arm with a cricket bat gusset and it like shredded his yeah, arm and it was, was ble- it was bleeding so it, bad. Like- and like, I enjoyed that because I love arm blood more than I love anything else. I think <laughs> the visual of arm blood is just incredible. Yeah. It makes you look like a monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I hit him in the back and I didn't know this was going to happen. It wasn't planned. Like 90% of that match was completely just, let's just go. Yeah. Right? I hit him in the back of the, the cricket bat and because the, the gussets were hot glued to the cricket bat, it transferred and stuck in his back. And American gussets are like way worse than our gussets. Yeah, they're huge. Though. Right? Yeah. So not only are they slightly bigger and they're, they're like uh, the, the sharp bits are like longer, yeah. so the, the prongs are longer, they're all the way across it where ours are split in the middle and they only hold on each side. Yeah. So I just hit him in the back like as hard as I could and he just transferred. And he just gets up. Yeah. His gusset's in his back. Like, you hear the commentary losing their mind. The crowd are losing their mind. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I forgot about the cut on my arm. Yeah. I was, like, having a great time. And it felt okay. Um, and then we did uh, Sean Henderson Presents, which was uh, Williamstown. Um, well, just, like, just outside, sorry. Um, I believe it was closer to Philly. Um, and... That was for the Adrenaline World Heavyweight Championship, so I could defend it in America because I really wanted to defend it in America. It was originally just meant to be Samson and I. Uh-huh. Um, I somewhere Jimmy Lloyd decided to put his name in it, um, and promoter goes, "Hey, like, do you mind wrestling Jimmy Lloyd?" I was like, "As long as he's okay losing." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was cool. As long as he's not kicking out, brother. He's like, <laughs> "Tuck your head." As, as, as uh, somebody called Hardbody said, "Tuck your chin, take my finish." Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, I was having, like, the best time. That match was interesting. We all just kind of had lead in our ass. So, anytime we tried to get up for anything, it was just, it was the worst. Yeah. And, like, I, okay, so all my gear was bloody and soaked, right? Yeah. It was horrible. We had no way to clean it. So, like, I had to go buy jeans from Walmart. Yeah. But the jeans from Walmart, they're not expensive jeans. They don't have four-way stretch. They're not, they're not built to wrestle in. Yeah. So, like, I've got these jeans for Walmart. I'm like, it's fine. My butchers are completely ruined, so I'm just going to wear a shirt and have my jeans. We'll yeah. be fine. Mm-hmm. My ass comes out partway through the match, genuinely. But like, they, they just tear? No, they're just slipping down. Oh, they just won't right, hold up. Yeah, like, my yeah. belt's not, like, holding them. They just keep slipping. Yeah. 
And like, so like partway through that match, if you go to IWTV and watch it, like my ass is out. I'm like the assault driver. So now the ass out driver. Um, <laughs> so that was funny. And then like we had H2O the night after where yeah. Samson and I teamed against uh, Ross and Bradley. Yeah. And that was fun as fuck. But like, so I've had four matches of very little like break. Yeah. Um, the only sort of downtime I've had were driving between um, cities. So we don't really have a lot of time to like clean my wound and keep it nice. And yeah. And so I've just wrapped it up, sprayed it with betadine, hoping that it will clean. Uh-huh. But because it's like so just wet yeah. and there's no air getting to it and it's moisture, it got infected, like real bad. Like there was just goop. Like you could scoop goop out of it. In fact, like Gross, man. we went to Dynamite. Um, so we went to like Dark Elevation, Dynamite, yeah. Rampage uh-huh. um, in Newit. Uh, no, it's in, in Albany. Mm-hmm. So it was in Albany, New York. And... I was feeling like garbage by the end of it. Like we only got halfway through Rampage and I was like, I can't, I can't sit here anymore. And then the day after we had planned on going to um, the Mets game, the baseball, and I couldn't actually make it. Like yeah. I was in the car, like I said to Joel, I was like, I would love to hang out with Casey and Brandon and Danny, but I just, I can't, I'm going to, like I feel like I'm dying. Like I, I'm, I've got fever, I've got shakes, I need sleep. Yeah. Um, so I slept in the car for the whole baseball game. Um, and then Joel made an executive decision to like book a hotel because he was like, "Fuck, like York's dying. Yeah, um, we need to we need to do something. Be here. somewhere clean, yeah, and just safe, and you can get real rest. And, yeah. yeah. So he's like, "You need to have a shower. You need to get all that crap out of the out of the wound yeah. and clean it, and then let it breathe." Yeah. So I like got in the hot like shower. Hot as it could go, yeah. Scooping the shit out of my like cut, Fuck, like man. hands in there, just getting rid oh, of it my all. <laughs> Putting the like the the hot water just directly on it, just doing the best to clean it. It stung like a motherfucker, yeah. And then just sprayed it every day, but left it open, yeah. And as you can see now, like it yeah, was, yeah. Uh, by the end of the trip, I was okay, yeah, yeah. But there, there was a real time there, like I was like, I don't think I'm built for this. This I'm fucking dying. Like I can't like. And Samson had to talk me down from like just quitting. Yeah. Like from tapping out and going. Just so sick. I was like, I'm going to change my flight. I'm just going to go now. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, Sam's like, you're going to be fine. Just, you know, work through it. Um, They were both there to support me and help me. So America was hard. I didn't really have any time to sort of um, think about what I was doing. It was just like. Survival mode. I didn't yeah. I didn't get to chill with the people that I really wanted to chill with. Like I've been watching Casey Kirk for two years. Uh-huh. Like basically since she started. I've been like the moment that Joel was like, You should watch Deathmatch and, and like you should be a Deathmatch wrestler, mm-hmm. I've been watching it. Yeah. And that's roughly the time that Casey started and Brandon's been a superstar for like six years. So yeah. like the Kirks really are the, the two that inspire me the most. Yeah, okay. Um, and I didn't get to, like, I didn't really get to hang with them because I was sick. Yeah. And, and like at ICW, when I kind of got to chat to them a little bit, I was really focused on making sure that I showed out. Yeah. So when I heard that the guys were coming down, I was like, this is my weekend. Yeah. I don't have to travel. I can, we're all in the same city. All shows are in the same city. We're going to kick on. We're going to have a good time. Yeah. So that's kind of like my America trip was hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I can understand that, that feeling, man. I've been, in that place, you know what I mean? Not obviously wrestling and things like that, but like being somewhere unfamiliar, really sick and being like, this is a fucking rap on me. 
you know, like we were in Japan just before COVID started. Uh, well, at least people gave it any credence, you know what I mean? Like that sort of January. And, bro, I got so sick. I think I had COVID. I still don't know for sure. And there's no way to sort of retroactively test because I've had it since. But, like, we went to this, like, little mountain town called, like, uh, Ginzen Onsen. I think is how you say it. It's this beautiful snow town. If you, anybody Googles it, it looks amazing. Right? Yeah. The hotel that you see in all the Google images is where we were staying. Um, yeah. And if you look at the central top room, I was in that room on the floor for about 16 hours with a fever waiting to die. Like, oh I was so fucking sick when I was going in. I had a mask on something. I was just coughing and I couldn't stop. And as I said, people weren't really paranoid about COVID yet because we didn't fucking know. You know, I'd been to Wrestle Kingdom with 50,000 people and on tour buses and stuff. And so I'm there, like, my wife is putting a towel on my head and just wringing off hot water, you know, like, and they they went to go do things. And I just laid there and I was just on Tatami Mats. I had, a, like, a little fan next to me, like, me and, like, a fucking, just a flannel. I just fucking waited because there's nobody, no doctors there, nobody speaks English or anything. And I'm like, is this a ra-? I'm like, I'm fucking messaging my mum and shit. Like, I've barely ever talked to her. My mum works at, like, at a chemist and stuff. I'm like, how do I break a fever? I'm dying kind of thing. Like, you know, and it was it was that feeling. And I'm like, we, do we get the fuck out of here? Like, do I need to... Change my flights. Yeah, go. exactly. Do I just need to get back to my country, yep. you know, and, and fucking deal with this? And that's scary. And then... You know, having that support system around you. I also had two friends with me, my wife and our, our friend Momo, to be like, "Yo, you you got to be okay. We we're here for you, and we won't like if you're too sick or whatever. We'll we will make sure, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure you're taken care of and stuff like that. And yeah, and then about uh fucking oh, what was that? It eventually broke, and that's how I injured. I was telling you, I got a busted shoulder. That's how I fucking injured this shoulder as well. So I'm trudging along after the next morning. The, the fever's kind of broken, but I'm still so weak. I'm like Bambi on ice, yo. It's so fucking, <laughs> it's so snowy and slippy. And I'm trudging along behind them. They're like, you just want to stay in the room to the hotel? I'm like, we came all this way. I'm going to see this fucking town, right? And so I'm walking along behind them. And then I go, I go up to this machine. I'm like, I'm just going to get like a hot tea. You can get like hot lemon teas out of vending machines Amazing. and stuff in Japan. And you just get a warm drink and I go, blink. And out it comes, but uh, I don't get a hot tea. I get like a, hot, a warm corn soup, and I'm like, I don't want corn soup, man. I feel too shit. I just wanted a tea. And I go, oh, well, I'll eat it. And I crack it open, and I step off this curb, and the curb's like as tall as this is, you know, 30 centimetres or whatever, cobblestones and stuff onto it, like that. Wiley Coyote fucking style face plan. My shoulder clips the curb and bends oh, this oh, arm oh, around behind myself, covered in corn soup that I don't even want. <laughs> And I'm laying there and my face is on this curb. People can't see this, but your can. I'm like this and my face is just in the ice and I'm laying there oh, and they know no. how sick I am. And they, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am really not. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be. In any fucking way. That to help me out. It, it turns out that I I ended up developing, um, what's it called? Bursitis. Yeah, bursitis in the shoulder. I just had like my second steroid injection in it recently. And that's actually helped heaps. But yeah, for ages, like the rest of the tour and stuff was totally fucked. And then within six hours after that, I was drinking Strong Zero again and we were fine. I yeah, had some ramen kick, and I was fucking good. Kick it on. But yeah. That, yeah, I kicked on after that. <laughs> yeah. But for that period of time is, I think, the closest to death I've ever been. And maybe the closest I could have ever felt to what you were going through. Because oh, uh, I even similar. had the physical injury. Yeah, it's well. very, very similar. Like, yeah. You just feel like garbage and you've got the fever and you can't move. And yeah. all your body wants to do is sleep to try to recover. Yeah. 
Um, but you're like, then, do I wake up from this? Yeah. Is, is and then you're like, got this fear. It's like, if I sleep, am I getting up? Like, yeah. Is this it for me? And like, that was the baseball game. I was like, my friends are going to go have fun. That's cool. There's nothing they can do for me right now. Yeah. Um, I just need to burn through it. I, yeah. I'm hoping that I sleep and wake up. Like, I'm just like, I'm praying that like, I just, I make it through. Yeah. Um, I obviously did. And thank goodness. And like, I can't thank Joel and Samson enough for just the, Get him to a fucking hotel. Let him get some proper rest. That was a good call, like rather than sleeping on a floor or fucking things like that. Like, yeah, we just, just get him to a quality accommodation and keep him clean. We and, all yeah. spent a bit of extra money to make sure that we could all just like be yeah okay and just relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then like I said, W weekend. Like I wasn't the only one that was walking away not so great. Like Tremont got a big cut down his side of his face. Dude, it was like Joker level fucking. It was just incredible. Smile, fucking Tremont blows my mind away because he just like he got it, and Joe freaked out a little bit and was like, "Let's go home." Well, so I've heard. I don't actually know. I haven't asked Joe himself. But no. What people are saying is Joe was like, "Let's go home," and Tremont's like, "Nah, brother, we're good." Let's keep going. Calm under fire. Right? Just a veteran doesn't give. And a fuck. then like he got, he walks backstage after his match. And, like, his wonderful wife is like, you need to go to hospital. Yeah. He's like, okay. Like, just chill. Like, he grabbed his – he sat down for a hot second, grabbed his stuff, yeah. said goodbye to everyone, walks out, yeah. goes to the hospital, gives, a, gives uh, you know, a name, mm-hmm. and then, like, walks out in his – like, gets his stitches and walks out in his gown. Yeah. Like, no fucks given. Like, Tremont is king. Yeah, like, yeah, that's no, just absolutely incredible. That's so epic. When I, when I get told those stories sometimes, I, I've heard some pretty sort of hectic retellings of things like that from, like, Schlack and from, from Oren Vine and stuff, and I'm like, how are you fucking so calm, you know? But they're like... Schlack is, like, a, a, a monster. Like, just how cut up he gets, and he just walks out like, whatever. Yeah. It's just he he's he is like a medic. He he's like they call me Doctor Slack, and it's for a reason. You know what I mean? He's like fucking done that training, and he's just so good at self assessment. He's like walk into an emergency room or whatever. It's like don't worry about any of this shit. Just fix this yeah. one thing, and then I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the rest of it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's wild, man. Um, it must have been then pretty cool for you to like you said, get sort of a, a second chance to hang out with everybody on your own turf where you don't need to do that driving and stuff like that and you can just exist. I mean, I know you barely slept, but... Uh, uh, well, still, look, but I wasn't going to waste there. the opportunity this time and that's what I told myself. I was like, I didn't I didn't take every opportunity I should have in America. Um, like I said, there are people I've watched. Like, I, I, didn't, get to re- I didn't get to meet Eric Ryan in America, because he didn't make it down um, to ICW. I think uh, scheduling changed or something, and he he, he couldn't make it down. Um, and everything that I've seen of Eric Ryan in the ring, like he's intense. Yeah. Like, and you saw it all weekend. A hundred percent. When he's like, when he's on, he's on. Yeah. And he's gonna hate me for this, but he's the most sweet motherfucker. Like he's funny and he's sweet, and he he's just like, we sat on the Friday, um, so it's Pit Fighter. And he has the main event with Casey, and I've got the uh, semi with Cruel. Yeah. And we're just chatting spots. Uh-huh. We're just talking, like, how can this work? W- would this be better? How does this, like, do you think the crowd will react to this? Because he doesn't know the crowd here. And I was, like, talking to him about, like, how this would, um, how you can manipulate a spot in this way. And, like, the wealth of knowledge on Eric Ryan is incredible. And, like, just the sweetest dude. Like, probably, probably I think it was Monday, like, the Monday. They were going to leave. So we spent all Monday together during the day and then we took him to the airport. Mm-hmm. The Monday, he's just like patting every dog he sees. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like having a good time. Like he doesn't really kick on. Yeah. Of yeah. a nighttime, like he's a bit of a like, um, like he likes to stay in and and relax, which yeah. is fantastic. But like, when you do get some quality time with that man, like he's absolutely incredible. Um, so that's the one that blew me away the most, being able to just like chill with Eric Ryan because I was like, not intimidated is probably the wrong word, but I was like, I don't know how this guy's gonna be. Yeah. Because like everything I've seen of you, you are like the biggest dick in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, it just dichotomy between like the dichotomy between a lot of the guys are incredible like how they're in ring versus how they're out of ring um the most intimidating man is obviously cruel um you just, just he's just scary um <laughs> i'm not gonna say any more about that he's just scary um and then like casey was the other one right so i wish brandon came down because i would have loved to get to know brandon better as well because i love brandon but getting to like meet casey and chill with casey was the most incredible experience for me because that's the person that I idolize probably the most. Um, both the Kirks um, are the reason that I am so creative in my death matches and so story driven in my death matches. So like when I first got introduced to death matches, um, I wasn't one of those guys that watched it back when I was younger. Um, I was pretty new to it. I in in when and I told you this earlier, like last interview, I wasn't gonna do them. Yeah. It wasn't in my plans. Um, so like when I was in it and introduced to it, it was like, all right, let's go watch ICW, let's go watch all this. And Casey and Brandon are the first two that like drew me. From their heel run to their face turn to like their music choice to like the way that they're inventive with spots. Like I stole a spot from Brandon straight out. Like <laughs> I I was gonna ask Brandon. And then I was like, oh, his wife's here. I'm just going to ask his wife. And his wife was like, yeah, whatever. In case he's like, just take it. <laughs> so I, I like, against the cure, I stole the running tombstone. Instead of through a chair, I did it through, through um, flat screen. a flat screen TV. <laughs> yeah. And because I saw, like, he did it uh, against, uh, at, at H2O when I was in America against some guy. I don't remember the guy's name, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, but he was wrestling Tremont, and Tremont was still hurt from the, the cuts. So and they did a comedy match, and then someone came out and was like, blah, 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 blah. And he grabbed them random tombstone yeah. it was the most vicious thing I've ever seen I was like motherfucker I'm stealing that yeah um, so like and like Kiki like Akira like um, another really sweet dude um, and you know it's just they all blew me away and I like just fell in love with them all mm-hmm. and got to actually like just chill with them and that it's the most wonderful experience and the most emotional thing when they all left I was yeah. like oh no um, like we went to on Monday we went to uh, Melbourne Central, mm-hmm. and like Casey converted me from my I, I don't watch basketball, so she got me onto being a Dallas Mavericks fan. Okay, um, so I bought a Dallas Mavericks uh, jumper, and then like um, she converted me to the Chiefs from 49ers. <laughs> so now I just follow the sports teams that she follows. Because <laughs> um, that Amer- persuasive. Well, they're American. <laughs> they know what teams. they talk about. Yeah, they, they know <laughs> what they're on about. I just trust her. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, getting to chill with them. Being able to like just take a step back and go, these are people. As much as they're like, they they all inspire me in different ways. Um, and being able to like, it's like don't meet your heroes, but sometimes meeting your heroes is cool. Yeah. And like that was a moment. Like now my heroes are my friends, uh-huh. and that's absolutely insane to me. Um, and like just, I can't wait to see what they do next. I can't wait to go back over there and 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 fight them, and I can't wait for them to come back here. Mm-hmm. So. It's, yeah, it was an amazing tour. Um, 
sore and tired because we kicked on every night and we didn't go to sleep. And, well, you went to sleep. I didn't go to sleep. <laughs> this motherfucker York is a madman. I messaged him the other day and was like, you're kicking on, which has been the, the thing uh, of the, the weekend. And it's like, what was it? I think 9.30 I'd sent you like the last message. I had sent you like the logo of the lock and key with that like, oh no, sound on it like we're back there again kind of thing. And then uh, everybody sort of has gone and that. I think we got out of there about, I don't know, 12.31, whatever. And I, I'm dead on the pillow like not long after get back to the hotel. I wake up in the morning at five to get my wife off to this conference and there's a message from from York at 1 30 a.m we kicking on <laughs> i was like this motherfucker and then i was just then, busy before that unfortunately i know and then i messaged you back and then you're replying to me at like 4 35 a.m and i'm like why are you awake like when you're still going on like yeah. i just that weekend was such a buzz for me that i didn't want to sleep like uh. i met so many amazing people uh. um and like the the message you were sending me the first time with Lock and Key, like when, when we separated and I was yeah. off with a friend, and uh-huh. we when were, I was with the with Casey, you were yeah, with the Americans, yeah, and, yeah. and I was um, staying with like Bo and Gemma and and Rena and Elliot, and we we're all just like chilling. Um, and then the voice message that you that you sent me, and I go to open, I'm like, oh, Rafi sent me a voice message. He probably wants me to come out. And then Casey's on the fucking message, and, <laughs> and she's like, York, you got to come out. Like so last night, like we miss you. And I'm like, I can't say no to that. That's, <laughs> fuck, like, unless you're tired, and I completely understand. I was like, no, Casey, like I don't give a fuck how tired I am. Yeah. I'm coming out to see you guys. Yeah. And then we went to Lock and Key, and we had a fucking amazing yeah. time. I saw you for about two seconds. I bought you a drink. We were like, yeah, what's up? And then my wife was very sick from drinking Hennessy with Danny and I had to take her home. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dumb idea to drink with Danny. Yeah, Danny, Hennessy's a shit drink. Stop it. He loves it. It's so bad. Yeah. He He'll make fun of me for drinking vodka, uh, Smirnoff ice yeah, yeah. all day week. And like, I love vodka orange. And like most of my weekend, I was either drinking tequila pineapple or vodka orange or something Something like that. It's a nice, refreshing. Yeah, like just fruity, fruity, girly, if you want to call it girly. I hate calling it girly drinks, but that's what everyone knows them as. Like fruity, just fun. Refreshing. Just a bit of vitamin C in there. Good for you. Just (laughs) stops hangovers, I'm telling you. I've never had a hangover on Vodka Orange. I guarantee you hangovers on Hennessy. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, like I haven't seen my wife just like asleep on the floor of a fucking accommodation like... She's like, just put a blanket on me and leave me here on the floor of the kitchen. And I was like, I mean, we had been drinking all day, but like the moment that Hennessy entered her body, it was fucking game over, eh? Like, yeah, it, it was. It was a wrap. Yeah, like, it's it's horrible stuff. He starts with it. Daddy's like, yeah, get me a Hennessy and pineapple, and I'm like, that's what blows my mind. He drinks Hennessy and pineapple. Yeah, like, and he makes fun of me for drinking vodka and pineapple, buddy, <laughs> buddy. We got some words. We got some words to be had. Uh, he's a bad man. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com feels 
and use the code FEELS to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com slash FEELS and use the code FEELS. Now let's get back to the interview. I, I love Daddy. He I love Daddy. He was so fun all weekend, man. He so. genuinely um, didn't really get a chance to um, hang with Danny because it was like one of my stops along the way and it was like only one part that he was at. Mm-hmm. Um, but like having him come down here, like I'm super glad that we got to hang out because he's really like just a fun motherfucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just, he, he just breathes life into what he does. Yeah. And like, it's, he's infectious. You can't not want to be around him. Yeah. He's the funniest dude. I mean, he's a leader, right? Like, I yeah. found the same when I I got the opportunity to to interview him, which was really cool. Which actually ties back to the Mavs game. I mean, was it the Mavs game that you guys were in? The, no, the Mets game. Yeah. So, when I interviewed the Kirks, he was in the car. Yeah. When I spoke to them, them both kind of thing. He was, like, sort of here, and I, I didn't ever see him on camera or talk to him. But it wasn't long after that. He and I had had some back and forth, and he was like, let's get this interview. Let's get it going. So I guess it was kind of like a, almost an audition for Danny. He's in a, in a sense, yeah. He was just, you know, he got a chance to listen in and Fucking see how Danny. I do business, right? Yeah. But then once I got a chance to sit there and talk to him and stuff and, and pick his brain, and stuff, he was such a great interview because he knows what he wants to say and he's so passionate about what he wants. And you just fa- find yourself like swept up in – his vision and, and what he's about, you know, and, and how into it he is. And then when I got to meet him in real life, he was just everything exactly. He's like, incredible. Yeah, he's he's really warm and really They're all awesome. incredible. Like, everyone, yeah. everyone that came down, That'd like be. genuinely, even from like non-wrestlers that came down, like yeah. they're all incredible people. Yeah. I enjoyed every single one of them um, and, and made friends with every single one of them. So like I just – I miss them all so much. Yeah. That's like what I what – I, I just want them back. And I think they want to come back, which is really cool. Absolutely. So like it's just it's a shame it's the other side of the fucking world. We have that conversation hundreds of times, right? And I mean, even me being on the other side of the country from you guys, it's like that. Like if we were just all in the same place, it would just be so fucking good. You know, like we would just be together all the time. Which would be well, and, awesome. and that's the thing, like we don't get to catch up either, and we're in the same country. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But we are we are the opposite ends of that country. Yeah. And it's just like getting to Perth is such a struggle. Yeah. Like it's like a four hour flight. It's like six hundred dollars return. So expensive if you're lucky. Yeah. And like I can I can go to Queensland for like three hundred and fifty dollars return. Go to Perth, it's like six hundred to eight hundred dollars. I go to New Zealand for that. In fact, I'm going to New Zealand <laughs> for, for that. that. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like. Stop like doing this. Yeah, everything's in like inflation is just killing everything. Yeah. I just want to see my friends. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, right? Wrestling's just meant to be fun, and like you, you make friends and community along the way, and you just want to be around them. Yeah. And it sucks when you can't. Yeah, it's really hard. Australia needs to put a bullet train like Japan have straight through the center of it. Straight through the center. That would be so sick. Like we. <laughs> Like, when we're in Japan, we just go, oh, okay, this is our home base. Cool. Should we go check out the top of Japan today? Sweet. Shroom. Yeah, and like you're there in like 30 a, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, or, like, or whatever it is. But even if it's two hours of your day, then you're at the other end of the country, hang out all day, a couple of hours back, nap on the train, and then you're kicking on in Tokyo. I'd, I'd 100% spend like $400 return on a, on a two-hour trip to Perth. You're yeah. joking? Exactly. I'd but, do that. But it's not that. It's so much more expensive. It's like $800 for a four-hour flight. Have you seen the price of the train? You know how there is that? Oh, there is the, a train? But it's not a bullet train. It's no, like it's a, like 
ye olde like murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> probably probably like, takes like 40 hours. Thousands of dollars. Is it to actually? Because we were like, let's do it. That would be that so would be cool. cool. Yeah. I love being on a train. I sl- nowhere do I sleep better than on a train. It's fucking oh, really? awesome. Oh, <laughs> fucking put me weird. on one, eh? Fucking weirdo. Rock me to fucking sleep. <laughs> That that has come from Japan. Everybody sleeps on trains in Japan. You just go on three stops. Everyone's just having a nap in a row. It's very sweet. Um, and and so, like, I would just have the literal best time, but it's, like, literally a couple of thousand bucks, like, to do you to do the no, what's, it, so what's it called? When, and so, when flying is cheaper than, than locomotive, that's a problem. I know. It's like how much is that coal really costing, bro? Yeah. Like, tell me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> what's that, the market? That many passengers too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. But it's like I guess the idea of it that particular train is it's like a, a luxury experience, you know, and there's like dinners and you know proper meals and you've got this decked out cabin and all that kind of stuff but like just give me like a bullet train put me in a seat and just shoot me across the country yeah in a couple of hours for like you say 400 bucks or whatever let's go yeah, like, well, yeah i don't so. know why we don't have bullet trains yet yeah i don't i, I, I don't know Australia's why the rest dull. of the world doesn't have bullet trains why don't we we know the technology exists Do, is it a secret though is japan keeping it a secret they're like no you can't you can't have we, our wider claim to flame <laughs> yeah. like you what? can't, you, not yours. I wonder, I have never actually looked up how they're even powered. What witchcraft does it? It must be magic, right? Yeah. It's either m- magic, magnets, or some kind of nuclear power, <laughs> like nuclear fusion. Or something. I've never looked into it. Yeah. Like, I usually, I, I'm usually pretty knowledgeable about random stuff, but mm. I've never looked into it. It's actually mental. There's, pe- there's probably people listening to this podcast like, these dumb motherfuckers don't know that they're using bullet power. Thank you so yeah, much. They're just sir. shooting you out of a gun. Yeah, exactly. It's gunpowder. Bam. Yeah, exactly. They just fire across. Look at the hospitality of the adrenaline zone here. I've just been delivered a black coffee. The, the, the blackest coffee I've ever seen. That's how I want it. Like the ace is, is how black I take it. <laughs> so, so tell me this, man, uh, while we, we talk about all our American friends, do you think the the American wrestlers have almost sort of a harder go of it? A bit like it's the trade off, right? So they 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 have more opportunities than you guys do because there's obviously more places to wrestle and do that. But the the reality of the American deathmatch wrestler on the road, like constantly doing that, is that like a, a grind that is intimidating to you? I think and like. Objectively, before I went to the States and did it myself, I was like, America's got it easy, right? Yeah. I was always like, they've got way more places to work. All I have to do is jump in a car and go. Um, and, like, they they have so much talent there and, and so much, like, population density that people are watching their shows. Like, we went to a Wrestle Revolver show that had, like, 400-odd people in it. Yeah. And it was incredible. Um but after doing it, I must say that it takes a very special kind of person to be able to handle that stress. Yeah. Um, and you're constantly tired. You're constantly sore. Yeah, you can wrestle five times a week mm-hmm. or four times a week if you want to. Yeah. It's not easy. No. Um, your body's broken down. You get burnt out. You're driving all the time. You've got no time to spend with your loved ones. Or um, So I think in terms of the grind, uh, it's real hard. Like, yeah. And like, we're lucky now that Deathmatch Down Under is open and, and like a couple of other places are starting to want to do Deathmatches because it's becoming popular. But America's been doing it forever and before it was popular. Yeah. And 
Um, so they've been like stigmatized and we've just been jumped on a platform, luckily being promoted worldwide and we're now like stars. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it two years and I'm, and people around the world know me. Yeah. How long have they been doing it before people started to really pay attention to them? And like, was it just a niche thing? I don't know. Like, and because I'm so new to it, I can't really comment on yeah. the older stuff, but I've got to say like it, the indie traveler must you must really, really want it. Because even I, who loves wrestling and is super passionate about it and, and wants it to be my whole life, almost quit. Yeah. That grind and, like, me being infected. Like, if I wasn't infected, I might have been okay. But, like, that infection plus... And it's very possible, especially in America, where healthcare isn't completely, like, bulk build like we have. Like, healthcare here is predominantly free. Um, for the most part, like if you have an emergency care, you yeah. don't pay for it. The government pays for it. So, um, not having that plus injuries plus the road, dude, is hard. I think it's harder in America. I think they've got it harder than we do. The healthcare thing's a huge one, right? Like, like for at least, at least here, you know, you're gonna get seen to, and you're, it's not gonna cost you an arm and a leg. For those, those people, like, if they get a bad like injury and they go to hospital, so it can cost them thousands of dollars. It's ridiculous. And then it's like, wow, there was no point wrestling. Even my shoot job this week is a fucking write-off because yeah. I've got this medical experience. Like, that's really fucking tough. So, like, if you – like, I have the most respect for the people that do the grind. Yeah. For the, for the guys that are travelling from city to city and, and state to state and just trying to get it done. Um, I think – when you when you live there and you're in a bit more of a groove, it might be not so bad. And by that I mean, you can sort of pick your cities to be closer and yeah. and not do what we did, where we travelled like halfway across the bloody country. Uh-huh. Um, but it's still not an easy thing to want to wake up the next day and go, I need to be out, or go that night and be like, I need to be in a different city tomorrow, and yeah. I'm going to wrestle again, and this is my weekend. And that's the only time that I get off from my shoot job and I'm going to go spend it traveling and wrestling. So I'm going to do three three shows Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then go back to my shoot job Monday. Yeah. All banged up, all tired, not have much sleep, not seeing your loved ones. Like, bro, it's hard. Yeah. It must be real hard for them. And, like, I'm really lucky here that I don't really need to leave Melbourne if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have predominantly everything I need here to keep doing what I want to do. Do I work as much as I want to? No, but... I have free healthcare and I have uh, a platform to to go out to the world. Yeah. So. Well, now that the streaming stuff exists and things like that, you can be on that worldwide platform, but still in your city, um, which is pretty amazing. And then do selected tours and stuff. You know, for a long time, for a lot of those people, that was not an issue. You just had to grind it out and just try and find something. You know, which is yeah. And we're like people in crazy. Australia had to travel out outside yeah. of Australia to get noticed, and yeah. now like you don't really have to do that. It's good to do that. Yeah. Um, and capitalize on what's being done here, but everything obviously costs money, and we we're talking about it earlier. Inflation's a bitch, so like plane tickets right now. Um, like we're looking at um, America in like March, April, and if I want to get to LA, which is what the original plan was, Danny, um, it's like seventeen hundred return right now. Wow. I wait like three weeks; that's like two thousand. Yeah, and I wait that's another cranky. couple of weeks; it's like two and a half. And, like, now I've, not only do I have to get to L.A., but I've got to get to New Jersey. So, like, how much extra is that? Is that another $600 flight? Yeah. Like, that's what it was from Detroit. Yeah. 
um, from LA to Detroit, and it's just like I I want to go again, but I want to do it differently. Like I want to focus on just like ICW H two O, like just the surrounding like New Jersey, Philly, yeah. New York, that yeah. sort of surrounding. I can travel between there, no problem. It's a couple hour drive, um, but like traveling to Indy or to Iowa or to like it's just too far yeah like I, I'm not built for that yeah you can see how certain wrestlers end up um, really based in set locations you know they're like oh this person never really travels or they never really you know they're, they're one of the best people going there but you know he's never really done anything outside of there and it's like yeah, because it's hard. It's like, hard. And, you know, if you've got a job that doesn't give you the time or you've got family and stuff like that, it's not as easy as like, oh, I'm just going to go to LA like, or whatever because it may not It's expensive if you want to fly yeah. and then if you want to drive, it's just hell. Yeah. Um, like we drove through Chicago on Mexican Independence Day. Yeah. That was the worst experience I've ever had in a car. <laughs> What's that? It's just, it was just like packed. It was People like everywhere. what you expect New York to be. Yeah. Um, and it was just like... People are partying and walking on the street and not caring, and people like with a Mexican flag out the window honking horns, and yeah, it yeah. was hectic. <laughs> like we just stopped to get some fucking like deep dish. Like yeah, we're just we're continuing on our way through, uh-huh. um, and it was just like it was great to see. Like an expe- from an experience point, wonderful. From a like actual like if you were living every day and you had to drive through the city at that, that point, like fuck that. That's man. falling down shit right there. That's, That's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's can I just not? Can yeah. I just just go back to my little town and yeah, and just be a star there? Like, <laughs> I don't. How bad do I want to be a world star? Yeah. I don't know. How's uh, Chicago pizza? Everybody always talks about it. Oh, it's incredible. Dish. Is it like because people talk about um, like Americans not really having good bread? It's like cake, you know, kind of thing. What's the crust like on? Yeah, a, it's very like very doughy. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not the best sort of like. Is it crumbly, like yeah. cake? Like, yeah, it's uh-huh. a bit like cake, uh, like consistency-wise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But the toppings, boy, I tell you. Yeah. Like, because it's deep dish, so the backing is tall and the bottom is, like, somewhat thin. Yes. Yeah. And it's just filled with toppings. Oh, see, so, the, so the bottom's super thin. Not super thin, but, yeah, like, like, not, not like, it doesn't take up a giant chunk of the yeah, pizza. Yeah, okay. So it's, like... You get like a good chunk of filling. Yeah, um, I'll show you off off uh, interview later a picture of Joel with yeah. with the pizza. Um, I'm interested. It's incredible. Uh, the food quality there for me uh, is sort of hit and miss. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we're we're very spoiled with our meats yes. because we've got a lot of farmland. Yeah, you can get that there, but it, like you have to go to a proper restaurant yeah. and like. We can get that just at Macca's here. We, yeah. we go get a, a cheeseburger, and that cheeseburger has like proper meat. Yeah, yeah. mince. Well, is their McDonald's cheeseburger like not the same? I would have thought it's like meat, the same worldwide, or no? Nah. Uh, not really. It's nah. their 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 sugar's different. So like they 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 use like a corn syrup sugar or something like um like it's I don't know exactly. Don't quote me, but it's it's different from ours. Yeah. So their breads taste different. They're like their Subway was. Horrendous. Um, sorry, America. Um, like, I didn't enjoy much food there at all. I got ch- chicken tenders um, from Popeyes and from uh, one other place, and they were just. I was like, no, I miss I miss KFC tenders here. Like, yeah. give me give me Australian food. Like, I was missing Australian food. It could just be my palate, but yeah. like, 
I don't know. The, the Americans were t- sort of telling me the same thing. They were like, yo, you don't even know how fucking good your food is. Eric Ryan was like, I'm like a coffee head. And he's like, I thought I knew what good coffee was until I came he to Australia. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I just I just drink it all the time. He's like, it's just the best, the best fucking and shit I've thing, ever had. Like, I, he's I, like, I don't know how I'm going to like – Deal with it. When they come back, so we, we had plans of going to get a HSP and get stalactites in the city as well, but we, yeah. ne- we didn't end up doing it. But I want to take them there because, like, that's the quality of meat that we have. Yeah. And I, I gave Danny shit about it when, uh, and before he came, so he didn't really know. And I was just like, your food, like, your food quality is horrible compared to ours. And he was like, fuck up. Like, no, it's not. Um, and then he came here and I think he realized pretty quickly that, yeah, okay, your meat is just different. Like, he had a burger... Um, I think it was the second day. It was like at the B East. Yeah, yeah. It was the one he told me to get. So at the B East, shout out B East, so awesome. They had a burger called the Holy Jesus. Yeah, which was amazing. It's it's essentially like you know a beef burger or whatever, but it had like a mac and cheese ball in it. So you kind of crush it, and then you've got mac and cheese everywhere and yeah. stuff like that. And he was like just losing his mind. And I'm like, what are you eating? Because I'm about to go get it. And he's like, this is the one. And it was so fucking good. And like Bateman's got his own burger. Yeah, he um, did. And which is incredible. Yeah. Apart from the jalapenos. I'm sorry, I'm a bitch. I, I would have got that if Danny, yeah. if I hadn't seen Danny like living his best life fucking eating it. I was like, I'll have what she's having right. kind of vibes. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. incredible that they got to experience like the difference in the meat. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it is, it's so different. It's just like, Worlds apart in terms of quality because they have to produce so much more than we do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think they, they just do it differently yeah. and they just get it out where yeah. we're just like, no, we, we can go through the proper process because we have only 27 million or 29 million people where they've got, like, 300 million people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, New York is... The, the, the population in New York, I'm pretty sure, is, like, the population of Australia. Yeah. So, it's just like... I get it, but also I was like, I miss home so much. Like, let me home. And it was only 10 days, and I was like, I need to eat something from home. I got home, and I ate the biggest fucking burger, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was my biggest probably uh, disappointment. <laughs> Going to America, was, it was the food. I was like, oh, no. But they had some cool shit. Like, they got a, uh, they got a Wawa, which is like a, um, like a servo, but it, um, but it serves, like, food and other stuff uh-huh. and they just a, they've got this tea yeah. and it's a sweet tea and uh-huh. it tastes like just brewed tea cold mm-hmm. and it's nice and sweet and it's probably the best thing I've ever had yeah, so they've got say. some like real yeah. winners um, and they had like Starburst which um, aren't here anymore because they're not safe to eat but um, <laughs> <laughs> they've got this stick of Starburst and it's just yeah. like all the pink Starburst and I was like that's really cool. I'm gonna take these yeah, thank you very yeah, much yeah yeah so I was like a little fatty there, man. I was like, let's fucking That's give cool. you all the shit. They do have so much good stuff. Like I've only been there like uh, one time before the world ended. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I went to Vegas on our 10 year anniversary. We got married there. Yeah. And we just spent a week like drinking fucking daiquiris and eat, and trying all the American fast food, basically, you know, and going through and we're having five guys and in and out and five. like travel. In and out is so good. Five guys, we mainly just wanted to go because that dude that sings the song, you know, yeah. on the vine or whatever. Uh, and it was good, but it was a hilarious, like, American customer service experience. So I get to the front and there's some kid, I don't know, he's like 17, 18 or whatever. He's like, hey, man, what do you want? And I'm like, what's good, bro? It's my, my first time or whatever. He goes, I don't know, I don't eat here. <laughs> like, cool, good job selling me on it. I guess I'll get the thing. 
Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I earn minimum wage and like I don't he get tips. He did not give and a like, fuck. And then he couldn't hear me and he just turns around and goes, hey, shut the fuck up. Like he's just yelling at the other stuff and shit. I'm like, this is perfect. This is the experience I wanted from this. I um, We got White Castle twice. And, oh, and we got the sliders. And man, I tell you, the day after on the toilet, it was like that shit just goes straight through you. I went to White Castle the night after the first Double or Nothing. So we got married that morning. We went to Double or Nothing. And then we went to like the after party. We had like VIP tickets. Fucking like, who played? LA Guns played an acoustic oh, set and shit. It was, it was amazing, right? But we ended up in like White Castle at 4 a.m. or something Fuck. for like an hour. Yeah. Like, like waiting to get through it. And I don't even remember, like we just had a bag of sliders basically. Yeah. And I don't even really remember what they tasted like. But I remember being like... Garbage. <laughs> I was like, like, these are nothing. They're just <laughs> like a bun with a tiny thing. I'm like, why did it take them so long to make them for everybody? Because there's nothing in them. Like, we, we, we ordered it on like Uber every time. And it was like an hour and a half for it to get to us. They're just time. cold as ice. Oh, they, were, they were not too bad. They're like... Somewhat warmer. Did you have it in and out? That was really good. I don't think so. Um, I again, I don't remember half the trip. I was in a fever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had a fever dream the entire time. It was bad. Jesus Christ. Um, like I remember, I think I remember like the first two shows, three yeah. shows, and that was it. And then after that, it's all just a blur. Fuck. Um, but like, just I was really glad that they the Americans came down and we got to like to share our culture and our like food and our experiences and like i think they fell in love with the country so um i my whole my whole thing is just like come back please like yeah now. Oh, i i think there's no risk that that's not going to happen i, th- I think yeah. everybody could agree it's a smashing success and when do those shows go live like pretty soon right uh, like, monday so pit fighters monday for us sunday okay. for them yeah and then it's every day after that so it's like nhb 34 is uh tuesday yeah, and then uh, the DMDU crawl like versus ICW is Wednesday. Yeah, um, so that's that's all going live pretty shortly after basically after this weekend. Yeah, like, we're all living in this like glow of these shows, and when the world sees them, that's when it's really going to pop off because it was killer. So my Twitter would go off, except that I've been banned from Twitter again. Um, <laughs> so I've been banned from Twitter permanently. Yeah, like so I, I world of, at World of York no longer exists. Only on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, so funny story about Twitter is um, I got banned for having blood photos, right? Which I had for a year before they banned me. And then um, I couldn't like get a new account. They're like, you're permanently banned or you're like, suspended or whatever. So I had a friend um, make me one under their stuff and then just change my information to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got away with that for a while until I until I posted um, really nice things about everyone else, but because Eric Ryan's a heel, I didn't want to be like all lovey dovey to Eric Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I can't wait to punch this guy in the face next time, and then put a love heart. Yeah. Obviously, like it was with love. It was like yeah. I was, the, you violated our terms of service. You're threatening and harassing someone, and then um, they're like you're suspended for eight hours, and then. Um, like the time ticked down, I went. I clicked back on. Like, okay, you got full access again. I went. You are permanently suspended for for evading um, permanent suspension. Yeah, right. <laughs> I so was like, at that oh, point, no. I into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I fucked up. Yeah. So no Twitter for me. Never gonna have Twitter again. Fuck Twitter. Twitter's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but Instagram's where it's at for me now. 
But like when these shows go live, I'm gonna have to look at someone else's Twitter because that's usually where it blows up. Yeah, yeah. It like, usually blows up on Twitter. So I'm really excited to see what people say. I hope people enjoy it. Um, we all had so much fun. Um, we all just, I think we all just fell in love with wrestling again. And sometimes you kind of fall out of love with wrestling and you just, you're like, the grind is a cunt and like you just don't want to exist anymore. Um, but like this weekend, especially for a lot of us, and it's not even just me, like I was going to quit. I know that Callum was going to quit. I'm pretty sure that like a few other of my friends were pretty close to being done as well. Um, and this weekend just revitalized everyone. Yeah. Like we are just like, hell yes. Yeah. And like, we're all going to take a break now and just let it all just end on a high yeah. and start the new year, like real popping. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what's next. Um, and like just more traveling needs to happen. Like I, I need to see, I need to make more friends and I need to see my friends that I've already made. Um, yeah. I, I'm back, finally back in love with wrestling. Yeah. Well, that's where you want to be, right? Absolutely. Well, take me through what's uh, what's going on tonight because we're obviously at Adrenaline Pro Wrestling. I'm staring at a ring, uh, and you are the Adrenaline Pro Wrestling champion. So yeah, I um, so I won the championship back in April, mm-hmm. um, and it was uh, due to a void that Richie Taylor left when um, he unfortunately kind of retired out of nowhere because he was not feeling the best. Um, and he was the current champion. So the championship got like vacated for a couple of months. And then they were like, oh, um, you know, we need to crown a champion. Um, so I was lucky enough to be in that conversation and lucky enough to, to pick up the championship. Um, and then from there, it's just been about making the belt mean something. Mm-hmm. So like took it to New Zealand, defended it there a couple of times, took it to America, defended it there. So now it's a world championship. Mm-hmm. We got the belt redesigned from the old design. Um, now it has weld on it. Yep. Um, so tonight is just a, sort of like an accommodation of all of that, where it's just like I'm finally back from my tours. Yeah. Um, I've just had the best fucking weekend of my life. Um, like I've got a point to prove. So tonight it's all about. Um, it's called Never in Your Wildest Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bit of like, uh, who would who would you like to wrestle? Or who like. Never in your wildest dreams would you think you would face this person or like who the fans want back or and like of course that means we're getting Richie Taylor back for one more like match right never in your Crazy. wildest dreams would you think Richie's going to come back I thought I was never going to get to see him wrestle right you know and like I I thought when he retired I was like no way like I just finally got to know you yeah. properly because we've been like circling each other in like so he came to Perth at one point yeah and wrestled for Schwa yeah. while I was on Schwa and like we've been like. It's like me and Warship. Warship's the same. Yeah. Like, we were just circling each other for years, and then I'm, like, finally got to meet him properly in Perth and, like, do all the stuff. And then we never, like, properly wrestled each other. And I was like, no way. Now he's retired. And it was the same with Richie. Like, we did a music video together, Richie and I, where we tussled. Yeah. But we never, we've never been in the ring and wrestled. Yeah. Um, so apparently he's coming back one and done um, when he comes back. But um, I'm going to try to poke that bear a little bit and yeah, yeah. hopefully get one match out of him uh, with me. Hopefully the, the bug comes back to him because he's way too talented. He's to, so talented. Yeah. But, like, I, I just want he, – he, fell, he fell out of love with wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to tell his story because that's for him to tell. But <laughs> um, I'm hoping tonight that he just falls back in love with it. Yeah. Um, so 
so tonight is really just about that. It's about just falling in love with wrestling, having a good time, just the crowd just hopefully really getting into it and, and forgetting the world's problems because yeah. the world beats us down all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I just, I'm sick of um, watching people go through the worst things and not have anything to, to really like bring them back up. So that's what it is tonight. It's just for that. I've got Murdoch. Um, he won the number one contendership last show uh, against some really talented people. So I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, like, you know, work me is obviously like, it could go either way. And then shoot me is obviously, I know what's going to happen, but I don't know how that um, dichotomy, like I don't know his style versus my style were somewhat similar, but we're also very different. Um, I don't know how our chemistry is going to be. I don't know um, if, you know, when we get to talking, if he's going to have the same sort of ideas that I have. Um, I don't know if, you know, what sort of, um, how the crowd's going to react. I don't know how they're going to feel. And then it's, it's like, so all of that stuff adds on top of, is it going to be a good show? Is it going to be a good match? Is it going to be worth people's time? Is it going to be worth people's money? And that's what stresses me out the most, right? So, like, I'm a trainer here, um, like a secondary trainer. And by secondary, I just mean, like, I I don't train fundamentals. I don't, I'm not, like, a, I'm not the guy you come to to learn from the ground up. I'm the guy you come to to further your sort of um, wrestling knowledge afterwards. So, like, yeah. when well, you already know how you do your fundamentals and your basic moves, I'm the guy that goes, well, why are you doing it? This is like finishing. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is psychology. This is match planning. This is character. This is, I'm all mental. I don't really train a lot of the physical stuff. I I, I train more of the why we do things. And that all comes back to, and it all ties back into the Americans. That all comes back down to watching Brandon Kirk, Casey Kirk, Eric Ryan, Akira, all these guys that just, they could just go smash, 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 smash with, deathmatch stuff but they always tell a story and they always tell emo like they always give emotion and that's the thing that i think wrestling here in australia is missing Mm -hmm. it's missing the emotion like do you want to do you have the the absolute urge like do you have no choice but to get up and cheer do you have no choice but to cry like my whole goal with my championship run is at the end of it i want people crying like I I have a uh, hopefully the plan goes to to plan funnily enough but like I I have this idea where I just I want at the end I just want everyone crying <laughs> um, and like and that's where my brain's at right so yeah. like tonight's sort of the start of that it's almost like the second chapter in my my total reign okay so it's now like the the like the reigning champion world traveler sort of returns home kind of thing it's okay so like I, I don't know how candid you are on these interviews i'm pretty, I'm pretty candid like yeah. we, we we can shoot the shit with the business like we we can just it's tear walls to, down up to you and up to adrenaline i guess like okay what, i'm what just i'm, I'm just gonna i'm just gonna rip some walls down here uh, it's it's a work guys um <laughs> so like i was a baby face when i won the championship um and it was all about establishing myself and establishing the championship and like making it mean something right so like now it's more of a i've proved myself i'm a world traveler um 
and the international superstar as it was yeah. um, returning home to Australia like I've had banger match after banger match after banger match so my promo that I just released was like look at all these people I've wrestled I've made them stars like now I'm the guy to beat yeah um, so it's almost like a full circle of like now the ego starts coming into it yeah, a little bit yeah yeah and it's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I've done these things. I've wrestled these people. Not really. Like, I get, like, I know it's fake. But, like, that's the the sort of um, the story I'm trying to tell. So the person, I'm, I'm not going to give too much away in the terms of how the story is going to go, but the person that I, I want to eventually drop the belt to, um, I want that person to get such an emotional reaction when they finally get the belt that people cry. Uh-huh. So I need to play a little bit more of the antagonizer and less of the cheer for me. Yeah, you guys start to turn up the hate. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I don't want to be a heel. Like, I'm not trying to be a heel, but I'm just – I'm not the the um, underdog babyface anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm the – who the fuck do you think you are, babyface? Like, I, I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll see how the crowd react to that. Like, they might hate me and yeah. I might be full heel. Yeah, yeah. Or they might love it. Yeah. And then, obviously, that makes things a little harder for the person that, that, that's eventually going to take it for me, from me. But it's just, like, I, I, I really like to tell stories and I really like to drive emotion and I've got some of the best inspiration in the world when it comes to that. So... Um, Hopefully, I can just keep kicking those goals. And that's tonight for me is that start of that second chapter. Me and Murdoch is the start of that. Like, so Murdoch here is a heel, mm-hmm. um, but like the start of the I. So my problem was like I made Jason crash. I made Dusk, which we all know is false. Dusk was a superstar before I even met him. Yeah. Um, like I made Micho. I made Kid Valiant. Like I made these guys. Yeah. Obviously not true, but like. So now it's going to be like, I made Murdoch. Yeah. Like, and then I, it's the lie. It's just going to keep going down to everybody that I beat. It's like, I made this person. They're a star because of me. Um, and that's sort of the line that I'm going to go down. And hopefully it gets a, a good reaction in the sense of people are like, no, hang on, that's yeah. not right. And people are like, what are you doing? What's wrong? Yeah. Um, so then when eventually the person that comes back and ends up beating me, is, it's like, you know. So I, I don't often... <coughs> I don't often really think about heel and face as much as I think about emotion and story. So, um, like I re- when I wrestled uh, Callan and Vic in Dream, um, Dream Two, the, we were all faces. Um, but at the end of the night, when I almost beat Vic and Callan hits me with the elbow and takes the pin off me, mm-hmm. and they're booing Callan, yeah, and we're all sitting there going. Oh no! <laughs> this was not <laughs> like I said. To, I said to them when they told me because like I, I knew I was obviously going out first round. Yeah, um, and that's a story that I, I'm currently like playing. Is that like I couldn't get it done against Joel, and he's kind of my bogey guy when it yeah. comes to deathmatch. I'm like, that's the guy I can't beat. Other people seem to be able to do it. I can't do it. And then like the story we told in Dream was I would have beaten Callan if it was one on one. Yeah, yeah. I had him. Yeah. I've got Callan's number. Um, and I've had Callan's number in one-on-one competition from the get-go. Um, but I can't. I couldn't get it done because there was a third person in the match. So when he got booed and we got the, like, you got robbed chance, I was like, I knew this was going to happen. Like, I knew that people wanted me to go through. Yeah. 
And you were unfortunately in that, uh, Callum was in that situation where it's like, well, if it happens, it happens. So, like, I hugged him and gave him a kiss and everybody cheered and it was all good. But, like, that means there's a real strong presence for me yeah, to, yeah. to win. So, like, now I'm trying to flip that here and trying to make that, like, okay, people are cheering me, but can I do what Callum did? Yeah. Where there's another face that got more, like, not more over, it's the wrong word, but, like, they wanted to see something different. Yeah. And they've yeah. seen me champion for, like, eight months now. Yeah. They probably want something different. Yeah. So then I'm going to do the Callan run where yeah. it's like, no, I'm, st- I'm the strong baby face. I'm going to, I'm going to defend my belt. I'm going to win and you're going to hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I but, mean, I mean, you see that plenty of times, you know what it's I mean? John Cena. Over and over. That's Roman Reigns. That's it's Roman like, Reigns. It's, it's John exactly, Cena. Like it's yeah. all so, and it naturally, will, it naturally will turn you somewhat of a heel. And I'm going to, I'm going to steal a play out of Joel's book where like, and you would have seen it this weekend against Fixon. Joel drops the belt and then steals it before she can claim it. Yeah, yeah. Gets booed to the fucking nine heavens. Yeah. And then cuts this promo where he can't even get three words out before someone's booing the fuck out of him or saying something real nasty to him. Then finally gets through the promo and the twist is he's showing respect to the person that he lost the belt to. Gives the belt back and goes, you're the fucking man. I'm going to steal that. Completely going to steal that. And hopefully that reverses all the damage quotation marks that you for do those that can't see yeah 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 that that i do by being a little bit more of the the nasty one yeah um it could blow up in my face <laughs> who knows but that's the beauty of wrestling we don't actually yeah. know um so that's kind of yeah tonight is, is is important for a lot of for a lot of reasons for a lot of people but for me it's the second chapter of my my run as a champion mm-hmm. um richie's coming back which is incredible i hope he stays around for more um you got some Real banger matches, um, you know, we're meant to have um, Mad Dog and Vixen, but unfortunately I'm pretty sure they're both sick. Um, so something's going to have to change there, but who knows what that is. By by the time this comes out, you'll all know it'll be out. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting night. Really exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for bringing me. I think we're going to have a, a wicked time. Yeah, and hopefully you get to meet some of the other dudes and, and, and like – get to talk to them and, and chat with them about some stuff as well because yeah. there are a lot of guys that are here that, again, it's the syndrome of we don't travel and we don't do things, so you don't see them. Yeah. Perth is its own little ecosystem with wrestling. So, like, you'll know, like, uh, Jared and you'll know all these other guys, but you won't know, like, the guys from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you won't know, like, anyone that you don't already know from IWTV, you know what I mean? Because you don't yeah. get to see them. If IWTV didn't exist, I wouldn't even be here. You know what I mean? That was the only way that somebody like me well, in such a Even you and I, like, city, we yeah. lived in the same state and we didn't really know we each didn't other. didn't know each other, yeah. And exactly. then IWTV pops up and you're like, hang on, this guy's being introduced from Perth. What's yeah, this about? Exactly. And then, you know, now I'm fighting out of Melbourne, which is the most baby-faced thing I can do. Yeah. Um, Maybe you need to start claiming Perth again. Like, you know. <laughs> Haley, yeah. Back, You're like, Haley. the internet here is fucking shit. <laughs> Need to go somewhere with real technology. The driving here. Yeah. The internet I can live with. Do you know what I can't uh, live with? The people, how they drive here. Yeah, I, saw, I fucking saw it in real life. As, yeah, uh, as yeah. As co-pilot today. Yeah, no, it's real rough. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like, there's a bunch of cool storyline ideas and, and um, just, like, the things that we can do to better the business as a whole and the things that we can... Um, just f- 
my biggest message, if I if I if I may, my biggest message to people is, um, everybody's going through something. Everybody's living some kind of hell. It's just unfortunately the way the world is. So just like be nice and love each other and like deathmatch wrestling. That's what it really means to me. Like I had a friend come up to me. I won't name names just because I don't want to embarrass them. But um, I had a friend come up to me and go, I don't understand why everybody was so emotional on the weekend. Like, I, I don't understand why everybody was crying on the weekend. Because we were all crying. <laughs> like, we were all crying. There were so many cries and hugs. <laughs> Almost everybody. The and whole time. If I think about that last show, was it was a lot. Like we were all going through it. Yeah, and if I think about it too much, I'll probably actually cry right now. Yeah. Like – but like, he was like, I don't understand what that's about. Like, I understand it was a big moment, but I don't get the emotion. And I was like, because we are, we all love each other. Like genuine open heart love, platonic or not, it's love, right? And it's just like, deathmatch wrestling as a whole, that's what it's about, really. And that's what people, I think, misunderstand. They're like, oh, it's just hacks trying to cut each other because they can't wrestle. And I hate that so much because some of the like, best deathmatch guys are some of the best wrestlers. Like, have you seen Brandon Kirk just wrestle? Alex Cologne? Like, these guys are incredible. Like, Bateman. Yeah. Bateman, for fuck's sake. Unbelievable. Unbelievable wrestler. You've got Samson, who's a shoot wrestler, can actually just shoot on you. Yeah. Um, you've got, like, just all these guys that are actually really good wrestlers, we do deathmatch because it's our community. We found love in it and we found acceptance of who we were and who we are and who we're going to become. So like there's all of those things just are really important to me to remember that people are going through some stuff. Just just love them. And, and like with this weekend when it was like – just all that emotion it was all that love pouring out and like all of that hard work paying off and just being there for each other and being happy for each other and and going we did it and we did it as a family and we did it as a, like just one group yeah. and that's like that's my biggest message to people is just love each other <laughs> and like the the effort that went through and and how close like that whole tour came to not even happening. Like when you know that story, when you see your friends go through that effort and the real stress that that is and what that means. Have we told that like, story? Is that story online? I don't think it's online in, in like Cass told how close it came to not being like like the the work visas and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't know but, fully. But, I, but we, I don't think it's necessarily our, our story no. to, to tell. But, but, but there was a very real chance that things weren't going to work out. And not work out in a real bad way. And then when you get to the other side of a milestone like that and you see your friends overcome that and actually do what they wanted to do and, and see it happen and be such a smashing success, that there's a lot of like, you know, I'm really proud of those people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I love them and I'm, I'm so happy that they got to do what they wanted to do. And now to see them go, yes, we, we can now continue into this next chapter and like with Deathmatch Down Under now, you know, fitting out their own venue due to their, their fan support and and I, all the ICW people like we can't wait to come back and we can't wait to continue to support this community and we're going to get H2O involved and all these things it's all just this huge you imagine if we journey. get Tremont I know 
<laughs> you imagine Tremont's entrance here? Fuck, in Australia, it'd be nuts, you know? And so, wow. like, yeah. And I, I know how I feel about this entire thing and, like, I'm just – I'm on the peripheries of it. You know what I mean? Like, but, My but biggest like thing I've was seeing, like, how Joel was handling it. Yeah. Because, like, Joel's a really good friend of mine and I don't really get to spend as much time with him as I would like yeah. and I don't really get to be involved in their life as much as I would probably like, but – Watching my friend literally stressed out of their mind because, like we said, not our story to tell, so we won't go too deep into it, but how close this tour came to falling apart last minute yeah. um, and, like, the time difference and dealing with the phone calls and dealing with all that and, like, Joel was just on, like, no sleep, you know, just trying to make it work. And then when he finally, when everybody finally got to Pit Fighter, and we were all finally there, and the mat like the matches were starting to happen. He finally just took that sigh of relief and let go, and that was really beautiful to see. That like not only Joel because it was a mass effort on a lot of people, but just to watch that in person, watch my friend decompress and just go, we we're here. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, like just to have that moment was really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a huge weekend of triumph for everybody. So, yeah, it, it's awesome, man. Well, I'm so glad it happened. Absolutely. It burnt me out. Like, <laughs> uh, I wasn't even wrestling. It burnt me out for the rest of the fucking holiday. You know what I mean? I'm still here for a few more days, but I've never recovered from those, it's like, the kick -ons, man. four days. The kick-ons don't kick help. But, like, then that uh, huge emotional dump and all that kind of stuff, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. I, like, I spent the whole, like, next day on Tuesday. It's like I, I picked up Cass to bring him to the like, adrenaline zone for a, for a seminar for the young kids. Mm. But, like, I, I spent most of that morning crying, <laughs> just just mourning my friends not being here anymore, but also celebrating what we achieved mm. and celebrating how amazing they all are and how well they all did, how well we all did as, as the Australian group and how well, like, that's going to just... That moment's going to live forever. Yeah. And, like... That was just such an emotional next day for me yeah. um, because Monday didn't really set in because everyone, we all hung out, so we're all still around. But like Tuesday's when it hit for me and like even Wednesday. So we did a no ring with Cass on the Wednesday um, at, uh, oh, I can't remember the venue. The Bendigo Hotel. Bendigo Hotel, thank you so much, in Collingwood. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, even that day for me was super emotional. And I have to be like, G'd up for a death match. Yeah. I, I don't know if everyone else has to, but like if I'm not like fully like ready to go, shit hurts ten times more. Yeah, yeah. And because I was so emotional that day, shit hurt ten times more. Yeah. And we were doing nothing but gusset plates. So I was just like I'm just so sore. Yeah. But it was a really nice way to cap off like that weekend because I that's the one person I didn't really get to hang with or or, or, or talk to very much was Cass. And yeah. then I got to do it on the Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. So that was nice. Um, but just so emotional. Like, I'm still feeling it. Like, I've been messaging my friends all, like, uh, all week. Like, people that live here, people that, like, flew into the state, people that are in America. Like, I'm just like, I miss you guys. Like, I, I really do. So, and that, it's a good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what, that's what we do it all for, you know, because it's not just the journey of like, oh, we got through four shows and that's great. Because whenever you have those big goals, it's the culmination of everything you've put into it, you know. Every time you've worked a full 
shift at work and then you just want to go home to sleep but then you come to a place like this and you bang about and, and train or whatever or like you I should immediately go to sleep now but instead I've got to put out this social media thing or I need to cut yep. a promo or I need to do whatever. I was meant like, to cut a promo on Murdoch like at the start of the week. Yeah. Because like, ICW weekend has happened and like I'm emotionally drained and exhausted and I'm busy. Like I didn't get it cut until last night. And you need to, you know, put energy into that and ha- have that thing. And those little sacrifices, everything that it is in those moments, like you just feel every single one of them and you're like, wow, everything I did, like, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't follow all those steps and do all those things. And so. the kids here are fantastic. Like yeah. the training centre here is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And like watching them progress is sort of like my own little win as well. Yeah. And like, and, and Matt will be able to, like, Matt Tremont would say the same thing. Like, watching his kids grow and, and, and achieve things is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, like, to think that I had my first death match with Samson, like, his first ever death match was with me here. Yeah. And then, like, he's now blown up and now he's a star. Yeah. And, like, um, I had a death match here with Cologne. So to think that I'm like bringing that style somewhere else yeah. is really cool that people are allowing me to do what I'm really good at. And like, I, I can't thank people enough. Like, I can't thank the Kirks enough. I can't thank Joel enough, Callan, all these people that believed in me and or inspired me or pushed me to do it because I wasn't going to. Yeah. Um, it's been a roller coaster, man. These last two years have been hectic. Yeah. yeah. And I just. I'm very grateful and I think that's probably the most important thing to remember is to be grateful for enjoy the ride. Yeah. Um, best piece of advice Eric Ryan's ever given Casey apparently is enjoy the ride and I I 100% um I I I believe it. You have to otherwise you get burnt out. And yeah. for the longest time I wasn't enjoying the ride. I was like just trying to grind and trying to become the best and get I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I was trying to be a wrestler to be rich and famous instead of being a wrestler for the fact that I loved wrestling. I forgot that I loved wrestling. Yeah. And I forgot just to enjoy it for what it is and community and friends and just experiencing what we experience. Yeah. And doing it for the fans. And like, I finally, like, Deathmatch is what really brought me back into that. Yeah. Experiencing that community is what brought me back into I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of going, I'm going to be fucking famous. And then, like, oddly, mm-hmm. you fall in love with wrestling, you start doing really cool shit, and then people start noticing you. So yeah. it's just like, what is this world? It's crazy. Yeah. The rest will come. Like, you just go put in the hard work and, and enjoy yourself. You know just what I mean? Enjoy and the then, ride. you know what? If it doesn't fucking work out, at least you you did everything you wanted and you had the best possible no time regrets. doing it. You know? Yeah. Exactly. No regrets. Like, if you can walk away going, I had fun. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Like some people do and good on them, but that's not for me. Like I used to be about the grind uh-huh. um, and you hear about it. There's a, there's a guy in America, Malcolm, um, fantastic wrestler, was on Impact, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately got released mm-hmm. and then he's been grinding on the indies and, and it's getting really cool opportunities. But like he made it and they got released and like had a real rough time at, at some point. But then it's now fallen back in love with wrestling and it's doing some really amazing shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's just being sort of humble and, and just remembering that we all do it because we love it it doesn't it doesn't matter if you make it or not it really doesn't um, and that's I think just if we can change even one person's perspective or life at all mm-hmm. and we can if we can help people forget the crap that they deal with job done 
Yeah. Job done. Happy. Like, and that, that's what it's about now for me. Yeah. Um, I'm 30. So I didn't expect that I'd even be, still be going. I thought 30 was my cutoff. I, um, I did the, the Cody Rose thing where I was like, I've got a number in my head and that, that's it. Once I hit it, I'm done. And then, like, look at me now. I'm like, I can go for another 10 years. Yeah. Like, let's go. So it's like you're only just getting started, it's right? Hectic, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I started at 18. Yeah. Or 19. Near, near my 19th birthday, I started. Uh-huh. And like, I was like, if I haven't made it by 30, then I've I failed. Yeah. It's like, now I look at it, it's like, I'm 30 and I'm having the best time of my life. Fuck making it. Yeah. What, what does making it mean? Mm-hmm. What is success to you? And it's like, success to me is happiness, right? And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I've done way more than I thought I ever would um, coming into my later years and like it's only just beginning. So I really can't wait for what's next. Yeah. I don't even know what's next, but I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a perfect way to finish it off, man. Absolutely. Tell the people where to find you. It's not on Twitter, <laughs> but, it, but it is other places. <laughs> it's not on Twitter, unfortunately. Um, Instagram is where you'll find sort of all my wrestling stuff. Um, and that's just World of York uh, at Instagram. But um, other than that, I'm around shows. You can find me at shows. Um, feel free to hit me up on Instagram and message me. I'm, I, I do my best to respond. Um, but yeah, just come down and enjoy it. If you're in, if you're in Melbourne, come to the Adrenaline Zone. Come to DMDU. If you if you're not in Melbourne, then you know support your local wrestling and and uh, just have fun. That's it. You can also see him on IWTV. You can IWTV. You can. Basically, part of the full time roster at ICW No Holds Barred these days. You've been all over it. So. Oh man, I've been on. I've been on two in the last two. Yeah, yeah. So the only one I missed was 33. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. That's really cool. Exactly. Is IWTV any, is amazing. Is there any way you can stream Adrenaline Pro Wrestling or, or watch the shows on YouTube or anything? Yeah, so we've actually just started putting stuff on IWTV, funnily enough. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but also YouTube. Uh, APW Melbourne mm-hmm. has a lot of our um, our shows. Uh, if you haven't, um, if you can't get IWTV. Mm-hmm. Um, but IWTV is starting to pick up the bigger ones, I think. So that's cool. we put Anniversary on there and we put, like, I think Breakout 30 on there. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Absolutely. It, it can shrink the world real fast when you're on a platform like that. Next thing you know, people are watching it. Look at what happened with DMDU. It's like, mental. began there and it's, you know, one of the top indies in, yeah, the, world, in the world. it's crazy <laughs> to think that, isn't it? It is it? because, you know, you put on quality shows and people can see it, you know. It's, Management it's for DMDU are incredible. Yeah. Like, well done. Yeah. They have done amazing things. So anyway, my man, I want to thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to today's event. I'm looking forward to meeting all the smiling faces and yeah, having we're a pretty live. good time. Yeah, exactly. We're here live in the Adrenaline Zone for Adrenaline Pro Wrestling. Hopefully we don't get washed away by whatever this fucking oh, monsoon this is that's is coming horrible. in. It's going to be brutal. So yeah, hopefully it just skips straight past us. So, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we want. Awesome. So everybody out there, you know where to check out the man known as York. And until we speak again, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Yo, thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Faces Fieldscast, or just head straight to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E slash Faces Fieldscast to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favorite podcast providers, find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. 
If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalized Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something.